Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2023 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. Once again, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell that dancing diva at the bar, the cutie slinging the drinks, and the DJ spinning the tracks. And I repeat, tell everyone. Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can support the pod by donating or buying merch. Now, what you're about to listen to is an episode that I've been holding on to for a while. Why is it only being released now? Well, Daddy was busy! A lot has happened since this interview was conducted, so be sure to follow this bitch to fill in the blanks. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. There's only one way to introduce my next guest. Zuby, Zuby, Zoo. It's Karma Kelly. How are you? Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm excited to finally have you on the podcast. It's been years in the making. I'm honored. I'm honored. I've, I've, I've been a fan of the pod. I've um, been a follower of the pod. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it, it's exciting because a lot of people spill tea on you, and now you're going to be able to spill tea on them when we get to that part. Um, and I, I feel like, uh, Karma Kelly is the kind of bitch that just, um, says things. Correct. Correct. It's, it's the mental illness. So yeah, that, that, that's my excuse. (laughs) Of course. not naturally, like, I think we know why, but we're going to find out. And, and I think the best way to start is to find out about Karma. Where are you from? Well, picture it. (laughs) Sicily, 1902. Um, I'm from, I'm from, well, I'd say I'm a Jersey girl because my parents Uh are from Jersey and we love Jersey. Well, Jersey, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. My parents are both from Jersey, but I was born in upstate New York because that's where my parents settled um, for a bit. And then in high school, we moved back to Jersey. So, and I'd always like gone up to Jersey like every weekend because my grandparents were dying <laughs> um but you know like we were like two hours away so we would visit them every weekend um so I would literally go to Jersey every weekend and then go back to like you know Schenectady New York um on the Monday and it was so depressing because the Sunday I was in Paramus New Jersey so it was what, what, okay now listeners this might be very confusing for you but um Paramus, New Jersey is in this, the county of Bergen. On the, in the county of Bergen on Sundays, they have something called blue laws, which means no stores can be open. So what the fuck did you do on a Sunday in Paramus? Uh, um, uh, Italian markets. Okay, okay, fair. That, that's fair. Food you can buy on a Sunday. Goods you cannot. Well, there's this one place called Mara's. And okay. um, it was, so, oh my God, they had the best, the best um, uh, chicken Parmesan that I had my entire life. As a seven-year-old, 
trying a chicken parmesan and paramus from Mara's. It was a life-changing moment. Um, but naturally. Naturally. But then we moved back to Jersey in high school. Um, and yeah, I just, I have the garden state running through my blood. And, and, and high school, you went uh, from, you were in the hamlet of Ridgewood. Yes, I was in the Hamlet. I was in <laughs> I was I was in I was in the I was in the baloney of 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 Ridgewood. Yes, the Hamlet. And um, you went to Ridgewood High. I went to Ridgewood High. I graduated in 2015, which I was it, long gone. I was long gone. Yeah. Um because I went to Mawa High School, of course. Mawa, lots of lots of um lots of that's a large area of land. It is. It's a very, it's a horseshoe. Is, is it, is that what it is? Is it a horseshoe? It's literally a horseshoe. So that's why we like connect to so many towns. Oh, work. Oh my God. That's so hot. I love that. Um, now I, I have to ask it. Uh, you, you know, New Jersey, how many parts of New Jersey are there? Oh, God damn it. There's, is it two or three? It's three. Okay. Why does that upset you? Yeah, because it's North Jersey and South Jersey. Central Jersey does not exist. Once you hit Newark Airport, Newark Airport, you are now in South Jersey. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Well, I like. I I can get behind that. Actually, I can get behind that. I just like I, I've always heard of the mystical Central Jersey, so I, I didn't want to like you know just gloss that's fair, over that's fair. I, I i found that most people from north jersey will say there's two parts if you're from south jersey or central jersey say there's three parts so central would be like what part would central be so like newark elizabeth um right before the shore elizabeth don't get me started on elizabeth right but i think that's the thing is no north jersey and south jersey none of us want that area it's true. It's oh my god. It's true. Elizabeth, who wants to go to Elizabeth, New Jersey? My god, that's like going to Canton, Ohio. Like I'd rather yeah, you go to Elizabeth because it was the first uh, IKEA. Oh my god, that's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And is there an IKEA in New York? Um, there is. There's a. It's in Brooklyn. I've never been. I've never ventured There's out. There's also an IKEA in Paramus, New Jersey. Yes, there is an IKEA in Paramus. Oh my god. <laughs> You really know how to how to sweet talk a girl, don't you? Now, well, one more question. Um, the infamous breakfast meat you get in New Jersey, what is it called? It's called Taylor Ham. Okay, good. We're, we're, we're fine now. It's uh, not a pork, pork roll. roll. Pork roll would have oh, ended my ass. Are you kidding me? No, it's a Taylor Ham, goddammit. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I have to imagine growing up as a child, you were um, just like this, wild, rambunctious, and fun. Correct. What Correct. kind of things were you, um, what were your hobbies? Um, spending time alone. <laughs> um, well, well, my hobbies, well, I mean, that's a good question. I was always a big TV kid. Like I was, I was like of that era of like VH1 MTV, like 2004 to like 2009, mm-hmm. where it was like Flavor of Love and like Charm School and um and like, oh gosh. Like all Did those- you imagine yourself to be on Charm School one day? Oh, absolutely. To have Monique uh, mm-hmm. calmly 
uh, walk me off the cliff of bad manners would be yes amazing. Yes. You know what I mean? That that'd be amazing. Um, that that one uh that one gif or meme or whatever where Monique is like, what have we come to? What have you know? <laughs> I I I want to have that moment with Monique. I want to give her a reason to say, what have we come to? Um, yeah, but I just I I love uh, trashy reality TV. So I grew up on that and um, it's where my heart and soul is. And so I spent a lot of time alone, but I wouldn't say I was lonely, you know? Fair. That's fair. Imaginary friends help. Oh, of course. Of course. I, I, I would count them on my toes, you know? Um, I was, I would just talk to my toes all day long. Um, could you imagine? I actually had like really bad athlete's foot as a kid. So I was like. That checks out. That checks out. Thank you. Oh my God. And one time, well, not one time when I was, when I went to the podiatrist to get that shit scraped off my foot, um, I did not cry once. And I was like nine years old. Oh, good. Thank you. And the doctor was like, she was like, I had an army, you know, sergeant in here the other day and he cried like a fucking bitch. And, and I was like, she said this to me as a nine-year-old. I was like, oh, fantastic. And I of course, once. I did not cry once, Michael. As they scrape. That's amazing. That's amazing. From my from my lovely foot. Um, but yeah, what else did I do? I played sports that I realized I wasn't good at, and then I discovered theater. So being as close as you were, the proximity to New York, is that why theater entered your life? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, it was it was just like convenient because when we moved mm-hmm. to New Jersey, um, I'd already been doing theater like in like, you know, community theater and all that. So it was, and you know, with Bergen County, we're like 20 minutes away from the city. So I, I turned my parents into theater queens. They were not theater queens at all before they had me. And then they discovered I liked it. So they, you know, they listened and they brought me to things. And so I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, having New York in my backyard was very helpful growing up. Now, can you remind us, can you remember what your first Broadway show was? Are you kidding me? Of course I can. My first Broadway show. Oh my God, you're bringing me back right now. My first Broadway show was in 2005. It was Fiddler on the Roof with. Okay. Um, right, right. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. So you saw Harvey when he came in. I saw Harvey. Fi- you know it, Michael. I saw Harvey. I love Alfred Molina, but I saw Harvey Firestein. And I also saw when Andrea Martin was on as Goldie. Okay, now. Okay, cool, cool. I was going to say, did you see Andrew Martin or Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, no. Oh, my God. I wish it. Rosie would have been iconic. But um, no, I saw Andrew Martin. And here's the thing. This is when I still lived in upstate New York, but my grandparents took me. And then the next week I was back in New York and we had like show and tell and all that. And I brought my I brought my fucking playbill and I performed <laughs> so gay. I was such a fucking such a queen already so young. I performed. um do you love me um for showing um, oh boy oh boy okay can you believe that shit i performed do you love me as both goldie and tevya so i would like did, you, f- did you fit inside a locker i <laughs> no but i fit inside a toilet 
uh, remarkably. Okay, so, of um, course, of course. That's where I ended up later on. But um, but I did it, and the teachers actually, and the students too, like they lived. And so the my teacher was like getting all the other teachers to come in and like watch it. So I loved a crowd. I loved an audience. I was a fucking. So you were a gay guinea pig. I was a gay guinea pig. I mean, I remember. Um, do you remember the 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 Annie version with Kathy Bates? Uh-huh, of course. I that was my movie. That was my movie. And I uh-huh. would yes, I would steal my mom's shoes, like high heels, and like perform easy street with like, you know, imaginary an imaginary rooster and Lily St. Regis. Cause of course I was Miss Hannigan, because she's she's the Tony Award winning role. Um, so of course I was Miss Hannigan. So um just just gay. I was just a little fag. I mean, it this is all all making sense to the karma that I know. This is this is checking out. This is working. Um, now you went to school at the, the at the Syracuse University. Well done. Yes, I did. Um, I was going to go there. It was an option. It was an option. They really wanted me to go because at the time I only had two stage managers, and that's what my degree was going to be in. They're like, okay. please come. And I was like, when I went uh, for my visit in the dead of winter, I said no. Uh, too cold. And then where oh. do I go? I go to Boston. So basically the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, work. I didn't know that you were in stage management. Yes, my, my degree is in. Oh, my God. Pew, pew. Right? I love it. What was it like to go to Syracuse, which does have a very, very strong theater program? Oh, totally. Um, it was great. I mean, I, I had a very positive um, college experience thank God. Um, but I also was good at like fitting in because I moved around a lot as a kid. Cause I moved, sure. cause I grew up in upstate New York, but then we moved to Pittsburgh for like a few years and then we moved to Jersey. So I grew up, I moved enough that I'm, I, I was, I found that I'm good at acclimating to things. So I had a good experience. The first year was hard, but you know, change is hard for me. But then once I got settled in, I was I was happy. It was a fun time. I experienced, I realized I was gay at college. Like, you know, like I, I, I realized I wanted to do drag because it was just like a natural, you know, like sequence from theater to discovering makeup to discovering drag performance. So it was, um, it was actually a really, I had a really, of course, like there were hard times, there were struggles, but you know, Overall, I had a great experience. I, 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 I don't know why I'm saying this, but like, I, I had a lovely. I, I sold my Adderall. Like, I made money. Like, it was. I, I hope. I hope the feds aren't listening. But like, I, I had a lovely little business. I was selling Adderall. It was great. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm off the market now. But you know. Okay. Okay. Because I was gonna say you're gonna have a lot of DMs. I know. I know. But um, yeah. It was a lovely experience. It was cold. Of course. I mean, as a, as a, as a twink, you would have uh, need a lot of um, cuddles and snuggles. Oh my God. My, the, the bears that I had, uh, the, the Rolodex of bears that I, that I went through in that goddamn city. Um, Literal bears. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A, a, actual bears. Oh no. I, I hope we're on the same page. It was, it was, it was actual oh, yes, bears. Yes, yes. There, there was not a man in sight. It, it, it was a bear. No. Now there's controversy in the recent years of are theater programs for college even worth it nowadays because there are people who don't even have to go anymore and are making their big breaks 
as someone who went through a theater program, would you recommend it for someone who aspires to be a performer? For someone who aspires to be a performer specifically, I, I would recommend it. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It's one of those things where it's like, I was grateful for it because it gave me like a regimen and it gave me mm-hmm. like, it gave me like a, a toolbox of things to always rely on. But like, there's also something about like raw talent too, you know, like people who just have it and don't sure. like, I think I, I think I have it too. But for me, I just like, <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself like, you have it, you have it, Korma, you have it. But like, I just needed that sort of like, rigid structure to realize what I needed but some people just have it and they don't need that and they just have that you know part of me sometimes is like what if I just like graduate from high school and move to the city and just like did it and sometimes I'm like what if but you know you just get you can't really do the what ifs it just takes too long so I'm I'm grateful with my experience but I'm like yeah I'm like I'm here and there on it because I think it was, I was grateful for it, but I don't judge anyone who doesn't, who thinks that they don't need it per se, you know? That's fair. Now, obviously the logical progression after college is to go to New York. It's, it's the city of dreams. Um, did you have any other options? Any other thoughts of a location? Oh God. Other than like the East river. No, um, I was, I was always New York. I was always, now I live near the East river. So I'm basically, you know, I'm just a day from a raft. Um, but no, it was always New York for me. Cause I also grew up close enough to New York. So it was like far enough, close sure. enough, but far enough, or it was like still like, you know, a vision or a dream. It wasn't like a reality yet. Um, so yeah, it was always New York. It's not been what I've imagined it to be, but I still love it and it's amazing. And yeah, the city is um, it's something else, isn't it? It sure is. Now, when did drag enter your life? Oh my god! In so we at school we had like these theater parties and we would have like themes and one of the themes was oh boy one of the themes I know right I heard your your sigh oh god not I felt that sigh in my groin. Um, Listen, I have been to many a theater party. I know how they end up. Yes, and oh my god, and you know just just liquids everywhere but um but one of the themes was drag like everyone go and drag so I like I got this like you know cheap fucking wig off Amazon that was actually beautiful you know I get all my wigs off Amazon um and it was beautiful and it was pink I never wear pink it was pink and I didn't have any like drag outfits but I had these beautiful silk pajamas that I got as a gift for Christmas. I'm, I, everything I'm saying is just like, I understand why the straights hate us. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just so gay. Um, but I got these silk pajamas and um, I didn't like corset or pad or anything. I didn't even have heels on. I would just wear flats. But like I was drag enough that I was like, this is fabulous and just the attention i got too like i love attention i'm a sagittarius we love the spotlight and i just loved it true it's true what sign are you i'm an aquarius i am the dawning of the age of aquarius i'm oh my god i love that i'm an aquarius moon Mm -hmm. 
And then I'm a Leo rising, which I've been told is like a is a fucking serial killer combination. But, you know, I mean, if it happens, we we were warned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, but that's that was drag for me. That's how it came to my it came to my life very naturally, honestly. That's fair. That's fair. Now, what is the origin story of your drag name and persona? Well, there's a cemetery in Ireland where my ancestors are buried. And when I was trying to like figure out my drag name, my parents are actually totally on board. They've been very supportive, which I'm very grateful and lucky about. But I was like going through like different, you know, names like one of my names was, I am so, oh, I hate myself. One, one, one of the names was um, B-Star. And it was okay. like, I would style it as like B-Star. I, I don't even want to get the st- sentence out of my mouth, but I would style it as like B-Star. <laughs> like, ironically. Um, yeah, like not, I'm glad like, we passed on that one. Yes. And then there was, an, uh, and then Dot, but I would stylize it as like just a period. Of course. <laughs> That's your humor. That's your humor. Thank you. Um, but my dad was like, he was, he called me. He was like, did you know that there's a cemetery in Ireland in County Leitrim where like our ancestors are buried and it's called, it's called Corna Kelly. And I was like, wait, what? And, and my name's Cormac out of drag. And all my friends call me Corm. As like a nickname. So I was like, what's something similar to Corm? And I was like, let's switch the N for an M. Let's make it Corma Kelly. So that's how Corma Kelly came. My parents were totally on board. Actually, my dad gave me the drag name, which is so uh, cute. And that's that's amazing. Now, I'm afraid to ask this. Describe oh, Corma in three words. Okay. Lexapro, lithium, Advil. Yeah, that's where I thought we're going. Okay, okay. That's, now, that's what gets me through. I want to ask you before I get to the big, big question here. Um, who are some of your inspirations when it comes to drag? Um, some inspirations. Oh my gosh. Well, my biggest drag. I mean, before I even got into drag, um. Bernadette Peters has always been my idol. Bernadette Peters, okay. just like okay. Bernadette Peters. I love, I love a redhead. I love a, a foxy I mean, redhead. We're going back to the uh, uh, the OG Annie. Oh, here. OG! Like, I, remember the Brandy Cinderella? Yes. Like, yes. We should hate Bernadette Peters. We should hate the stepmother. But I just thought she was fabulous. Ever since I saw, ever since I saw that movie, um, and I was just always like, she's my idol. That's my icon. But in terms of like, um, so Bernadette, um, Mary Tyler Moore is like one of my idols too. Um, but in terms of like drag queens who have been like a huge, well, for me, it's it's so interesting because I, when I started doing drag, I, you know, I started from scratch. Like I didn't know anything about sure. it. So I, um, I was one of those queens who discovered drag through Drag Race and then discovered the drag legends who, you know, who reach like who came before drag race time i discovered all that but my first like intro to it was drag race and bob the drag queen was like when i saw her performance style i was like okay i kind of want to do that like that's smart and funny 
and original. And then once I just, just started discovering more like queens in the city, like my icon is my drag mother, Keisha Carr. And she just like, mm-hmm. me. she's just, she's incredible. And just watching her is so inspirational. And it's just like, it's amazing. And, um, and yeah, like queens in the city inspire me. Like, I just think the city is like, fucking genius every queen is so amazing and so just amazing queens in the city inspire me but it's but i I hate saying like drag race is what got me into it but it is what got me into it you know it is it's true i mean to to be fair like you are the generation where drag race was on yeah when you started drag there are people who yeah drag race didn't exist yet and that's fine but it's okay to use Drag Race as a jumping off point. Just like there are probably a lot of singers out there who were inspired by American Idol and they just don't want to admit it, but it's true. Absolutely. Oh my God. Do you remember where you were when Kelly Clarkson sang a moment like this? Oh, of course. Of course I do. Me too. Me too, Michael. Now your drag perspective, I would say, is very retro, very throwback. Um, You have, you, you, you pull from those resources. And I feel like that is why when you first blew up the way you did, your origin story is the origin story of Zuby Zuby Zoo. Yes. What the fuck happened? How did this happen? Please tell us. Well, it's this phrase called, I spell it Z-O-O-B-E-E, but mm-hmm. it as actually spelled Z-O-U-B-I, you know, but that's just too tricky. You know, that's just too much. So for me, Zuby Zuby Zoo, there was this Yo Play yogurt commercial from like mm-hmm. the mid 2000s that played. I don't know if you remember it, but um, they sang Zuby Zuby Zoo. And it just entered my bloodstream when I first heard it. Like a, like a goddamn, you know, shot of heroin right into my goddamn veins. It, it felt, I felt it. It felt amazing. And, and since I've been a kid, whenever I'm just like, it's sort of that thing where it's like there's awkward silence or I don't know what to do next or just like something to segue into the next thing. I just say, zoop, zoop, zoop. like, it's just like, it's just like kind of like an anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. relief for me. And then I started really saying it in high school and then I brought it to college and then I brought it to New York fucking city. God damn it. And I say, zoopy, zoopy, zoop is what people know me as. And it's just sort of like a feeling. It's a vibe. It's like, it's like, if you're feeling bad, zoopy, zoopy, zoop. if you want to like, you know, find a bridge to jump off of, I've been there sister. Zoopy, zoopy, zoop. Like it just sort of like, it just sort of gets your shoulders moving and just gets you like feeling good. Now, like there, there are definitely celebrities out there who are in movies and like have a catchphrase, and people scream it to them, like when they see them on the streets, whatever. Does that happen to you with Zuby Zuby Zoo? I do just come it. up to you and say it. Yes, of course. Oh my god! And I'll get like people send me like you know things on Instagram where like you know like Zuby Zuby Zoo related because um, it's you know it's a Zuby Zuby Zoo. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's a well known it's it's a well known enough song that like people reach out to me about it. Um, yeah, and I love having a little thing. I love it. So even though it wasn't natural at all, I I introduced it into the ether. It was not something that right. anyone you know like gave to me. I introduced it and gave it to myself. Um, and I love it. It's just like a fun little zoo zoo zoo, and, and I it, actually, it fits you. I want to get it tattooed. 
Um, well, okay, here's the thing. I want to get two tattoos. The first one, well, I have two already, but I want to get two more. And I want to get Zuby Zuby Zoo right here. That'd be cute, right? This is it's a tramp stamp. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Can you imagine like right on my taint? Zuby Zuby Zoo. Um <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine or maybe i should get this next tattoo on my taint because i really want to get the outline of new jersey but instead of like a little like star from where i'm from i want it to be a little trash can <laughs> yeah that checks out that checks out i'm here for that's it cute right i think that's cute i i yeah that's cute now how long does it take to transform into karma oh my god all right well here's the thing it used to take me when i first started like figure out makeup from when i started with the brush to like done like i was done it took me about five to six hours which is like damn i know it's terrifying but now i can now that i'm you know that was when i didn't have a gig to go to so i didn't have a reason to really get ready right. fast um but now that i'm working more i can get ready if i rush with my face i can get ready in 55 minutes do you have any traditions you do when you get ready um well, I just like, you know, before I start, I look in the mirror and say, you're not good enough. Um, and then it just sort of like sets my mood. Um, any traditions? I don't know. Um, no, not really. Not really. I just like, I for me, it's like, I hate getting ready. I hate it. I hate putting my, make my makeup on. If I, if I could have like a, you know. A, a tattoo of your makeup on your Face? Oh, that'd be so hot. I would love that. Or like a magic superpower where I could just like snap and my mug would be on. Like that would be so sick. Yeah. Um, because I hate get I hate I hate getting ready. It's just like I'm just sitting there and I'm just like I see I feel myself wasting time when I just don't want to do it. So you want Rue's 50 person dream team to the lamb squad to help you. That'd be amazing. I'll, I'll just take 49. I don't need the full 50. Okay, you, you can leave, you can leave that extra one. I'll take 49. God damn it. The, the, the one that holds the water with a straw for you. Absolutely. Yeah. The, we don't need that one. We don't need that one. I, 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 I don't use you can do it yourself. That's exactly. right. That's okay. right. I do it myself, but All right, let, let's put it into the ether. Um, let's say, they are going to come to you and say, Korma, you can have whatever you want. What's your favorite makeup products? Okay. What are your brands? Oh, this is so basic bitch of me, but like, I, I love Selena Gomez's <laughs> beauty line. Rare beauty is actually great. I didn't even know she had a beauty line. She has a beauty line. It's rare beauty. And Selena Gomez like annoys me. Like, did you see her fucking documentary? No, I did not. Oh my god, she is just a, a miserable person, but she makes good makeup. Did you grow up on Selena Gomez? See, here's the thing: I fell out of Disney Channel once Wizards of Waverly Place. That was past my gen. I was a generation. Okay, okay, okay. Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven, uh, Sweet Life, um, um, oh, oh, Phil of the Future. Oh, oh of course. God. God, fill the feet. Allison, AJ, Allison Mashaka. Uh, uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Mashaka? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so I fell out. I, I felt like right before, right when w Waverly Place and like Sweet Life on Deck, whatever the fuck that was, that's where I fell out of Disney Channel. So you became an adult. I became an I said, adult. No around more kids shows for me. Yeah, around 2007. I said, I, I, I put my cigarette down and I said, I'm done with this shit. 
Um, yeah, but Selena Gomez's beauty makeup line is great. Um, like dream products, like I guess I would just love to have like expensive shit, like mm-hmm. like Chanel mist or something. I don't know. I'm at a point now where like I'm looking at my makeup station right now because it truly looks like, you know, someone died over there. Like, it's just a mess. Um, Like, I'm at the nub of everything. I'm down to the nub. Like, it's rough. It's rough over here. I'm at a point now, too, where I can't really... It's not that I can't afford, but, like, I just don't want to, like, trudge down to, like, um, the Alcone company and, like, just, like, spend $40 on foundation. So I go to... Do you know what is my foundation now? Maybe oh, it's God. Maybelline. Maybelline, baby. It gets me going. Foundation, all right. highlighter, contour, all Maybelline, baby. All because, right. Good to know. Good to know. Because why? Because maybe it's Maybelline. And maybe it is. And maybe it is. Now, let's say Maybelline is like, okay, we're launching the Corma Kelly palette. What colors have to go in it? Oh, my God. Well, I think you know, red, because mm-hmm. my Irish, you know, I, I am usually a ginger and drag. So red, green, because again, I, Irish, got to keep with the Irish tradition, love. Um, I think we would have, if it was like eyeshadows, red, green, um, maybe some like brown because I have IBS. Um, uh, I think it would just be like shades of red, green, and brown. Yes, gotcha. And I can already tell what the color names are going to be. Oh, IBS is totally going to be a shade. Absolutely. We'll, we, mm-hmm. we, we, It'll be this shit, on, like, too. What? It'll be this shit, too. It's got- Oh, it's it is gonna be the shit. Absolutely, Michael. Oh my god, I love you. Um, but yeah, that would be it would totally be like a bodily function style palette. I'm here for it. I I, I I get it. I understand it. Um, now, putting together a look, what is your drag aesthetic? What's your drag style? Oh, it's very 60s. It's very like 60s, 70s like a girl coming off the bus to New York City in like 1969, 1968, and she's going to do lots of drugs and probably die in like five years time, but she's going to look fabulous doing it. You know, like sort of like and wanna... she's going to go get off the bus, throw her hat in the air. And so you're going to make it after all. That's right. God damn it. Oh, my God. I love you. Who can turn the world on with her smile? So when I had my back issue and I couldn't walk for a year, that was the show that I watched every single day. Every Mary single Tyler Moore show? I watched the entire series. Oh, that makes me the so show. happy. It's just like something about her and that like that megawatt smile and of Mary Tyler Moore, just I just love her and I love that show. And, the oh cast, the cast was ex- excellent. The ca- I actually like the cast uniformly amazing, and I actually want to make like a parody video of that, like of like the theme song int- intro, but instead of like you know perfect Mary, like you know driving a car or running through Central Park, it would be mentally ill Korma doing it. Okay, so yes. a little little different takes, but. I want to do that so badly, but I can, yeah. I can see mentally ill Korma on the uh, TKTS steps. 
absolutely absolutely or like falling into a pond or something trying to like feed yeah. the ducks and like yeah. falling in, like something like that or get into a fight with someone on the street like meanwhile like the you're gonna make it like plays over like i would love that and this uh, is going to be the intro for your soon-to-be cabaret that will debut this is people are telling me i need to make a cabaret and i agree with this i do have to make a cabaret i i was actually i, I, was like, I no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was gonna say, like, I have a feeling that it's not happened yet because you're lazy. You oh my god, why are you reading me like this? Because you're so right. I am that's why it's not happened yet. If if I honestly wanted to the thing is this year, the past two months, like since like the new year, I've been very reflective actually about like my just my career and just like where I am and things. And I I do wanna like I do wanna take more risks and I think just starting something new is like scary and in the past I would not do it if it was scary but I think I'm gonna do it so I think this year 2023 look out for a cabaret from Cormac Kelly maybe because I was actually here for it yes and I was with Keisha recently and she was like you need to do a cabaret like what the fuck are you like you're just wasting time like by not doing this and she's right and you're right and I'm lazy listen if you if you need help if you need collaborators hit me up I can I'll, I'll push you I'm good at it I will absolutely. I will absolutely. So we'll we'll be in touch, maybe. But um, yeah, I think like that's where my like Bellevue, you know, shtick would work best. I think is in like a cabaret. Absolutely. Scene. We'll see. But yeah, we're gonna take it back um to the before times, the before COVID times. Um, in those times, you competed in various drag competitions like the Ultimate Drag Pageant and Drag Wars. Why was this an important jump start for your career? Because oh, I met so many amazing people. Like, it was just, like, that's, I mean, drag, and especially in New York, it's all about connections, and it's all about, like, you know, sisterhood. But it is, and it's it's all, like, everyone you know, like, is going to get you to that next spot you got to be in, whether it be just, like, teaching you something new or actually getting you a gig. Like, like the queens in the city really do pay it forward um so and that's what I learned and it was really helpful like if you show kindness you get kindness back and um I don't think I'm a kind person so and I I I I lead life in like just a positive way so um it was easy to like just get because everyone's so nice already in the scene like that's I mean there are bitches of course like I'm sure there are (laughs) I'm sure there are some bitches but everyone I met was just so wonderful and um and it made me want, want to just do it. It made me want to be a New York City drag queen because everyone was so amazing. And it was a community. And that's why, I mean, it, it was, it's hard like starting competitions because you're literally at, you know, you're starting from zero. Sure. Well, with, like, with that, yeah. what would you say was the biggest takeaway from doing them? It's <sighs> a good question. Um, for me, it was, I just honed into my drag style. I just discovered, for me, the biggest takeaway was to trust my gut, trust my instincts. Because when I first started performing, I would do like the cat 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 cow type numbers. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I physically am not able to do those numbers and I quickly realized like my stamina would not, you know, be able to make my way through a show. Um, but like, I thought I had to do like the, dips and like the tricks and the all that physically I still can't do those things but I I at least I attempted to do that when I started but I realized that 
that wasn't my style. My style is more comedic. My style is more zany and irreverent. And it, it was just helpful to discover myself. I say do competitions. They're hard because again, you're like starting from scratch, but it got me like right now with Boom Boom at Playhouse on my shows right now on, on Thursdays is with Roquet. And that was the first one, the first Queens I ever met was Roquet. So it like, I'm still friends with the girls I started my first competition with. So it really goes to show like, this was over four years ago. It really goes to show like how strong the sisterhood is in the city. Was having a large fan base that attended these competition help you not only in the competition when it came to like, you know, tears and drink votes, but also as far as the energy in the room. Absolutely. That's the thing about the competitions that like annoyed me a little bit is that like, I, you know, you'd have to bring people to win, you know, like, like you have to like that noise. It's all about applause at the end of the day, like, you know, drink tickets um, or who buys what. Um, So yeah, it, yeah. That's why, like, I got annoyed with the competitions because it was like, if I had one week where I didn't, where I didn't have people there, even if I felt like I slayed it, I knew I wasn't going to win. But it was nice also having that realization going in, like, I won't have anyone in the audience. I'm just going to do this for me. Mm -hmm. And so that was nice, too. But you're right. You got to have, like, people in the crowd to to win, to win that money. So, I mean, I I remember uh, Drag Wars All-Stars and and there to support, um, uh, my 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 baby Jax. Yeah. Um, and I remember you had this like giant contingent of people, and at the time you were still relatively new, and and everyone in the room was like, "Who the fuck is this? Who's Corey Kelly?" And you were just, you were brilliant, but we're like, "Who? How do they have this many friends? I don't have that many friends." Well, c- because in my last semester of of college at Syracuse, we had this program uh, called Tepper. Uh, semester where like all the theater majors moved to the city in our second semester and we are here in January and I had Tuesdays off on my schedule so I could go to drag wars on Monday night and uh and just conveniently I had 40 Syracuse people who like just moved to the city and wanted to go to drag shows and want to support their friend. So um, they would come and support me. So it was, it was actually like very convenient and very perfect. And, um, and I paid some of them money under the table to get them there, but um, of course, of course, but yeah, but again, I, I, I've been very lucky and just people who get what I'm trying to do because it is irreverent and it's not, it's not the most streamlined or mainstream. So the fact that people get it makes me feel good. Now you are part of the infamous car dynasty. First off, um, for those who really just, we all need help at this point. Can you explain the car family tree? Yes, I can. So it is, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, well, let's go through it. God damn it. All right. So we have mother Keisha and then Jasmine. So let, all right, I'll do Keisha Daughters of Keisha, and then Daughters of the Daughters, and then Daughters of the Daughters. So we got Keisha, Jasmine Rice-Labeja, Rosé, Britta Filter, myself. um, And then there's like past daughters, of course. Like there's like, you know, but like who are in the city right now, it's uh, of the daughters, it's Rosé, Jasmine, Britta, myself, and Adrena Lynn, who is the newest addition. Mm -hmm. 
um, who is amazing and we love. Um, and then Jasmine has is Young Cut. Jasmine has Lemon. Jasmine has uh, Lexington Banks. And then Breda has Laguna, who has Castrada, who has Kiki. And then Kiki has her own dynasty um, of Vicky V and Christine and Hanukkah Lewinsky. And um, and then, uh, and then, ah, <laughs> so much. And then Laguna also has uh, Deb Doe, who is um, her daughter as well. And um, I'm already lost. I've already lost. Like that's already like. This is why I'm asking you because none of if we're not in the family, we don't fuck. We can't figure it out. It's so difficult. I know. I know. There's got to be like fifteen. There's got to be like fifteen or twenty or something like that. Dare I um, ask if there's a group chat? There is a group chat. There is a group chat, and it's it's called the Kardashians. (laughs) Um, It must be the most unhinged group chat ever. Oh, it's fabulous. It's fat. I, I feel like inferior, like trying to type a message in there because everyone's so like quick and witty. So like, I just watch it all on play. I never respond because I like, I, everyone is just like, they got like the, the lines, like they got the comedy in like that text. Um, and for me, like, I feel like my comedy is better verbal. It's not that mm, great. That's fair, that's I'm not good at like writing jokes. So if Keisha gets yeah. asked to do family feud, who is she bringing with her? Well, she better bring me, goddammit. If I'm not there, I, I I I will stake myself outside her apartment for months until I get an answer. Um, but God, that would be fucking mad. Well, it should be like a family feud of like drag families in New York City. Like that would be sickening. Like, could you imagine like the House of Car versus like the House of Assassins? Terrifying. <laughs> that would be terrifying. terrifying. That'd be so sickening. Um, but yeah, she better be. I would probably lose it for us in Family Feud because um, I have many learning disabilities. So, and they would probably make their way to the forefront in this opportunity. Um, so, I don't know if she would actually want me on her team, but I hope <laughs> I'd be on that team. God damn it. If I'm not on that team, she's going to hear from many lawyers in my camp. There it is. Since you've been born, you've been able to work all over the city. Uh, currently, you can be found at Phoenix Bar for karaoke, Playhouse for Boom Boom. Um, what makes your shows unique? In that they're just like, they're unique in that, I know I say mentally ill so much, like that's like, I, but it's true, like I, I have mental illness and I take pills and I'm very irreverent and I'm very off kilter. And I think my drag style reflects that. I think my comedy is um, kind of catches you off guard and um, it's kind of surprising and it's fun. And I'm a Sagittarius again. So I just like to have a fun, you know, fresh vibe in the air. And um, my shows are messy in that way where it's like, it's chill, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, someone's going to end up in the hospital in an open hospital bed, you know, cause I love to drink. So, um, so the booze is flying and, um, it's interesting. Cause like, I can tell immediately who's enjoying themselves at one of my shows. Cause they'll stay. Um, <laughs> once you stay are really enjoying themselves. And if people don't like my humor, which does happen, they'll leave. And that's fine. That's fine. It is what it is. But like, you know, luckily a lot of people stay, but some people will leave and that is okay by me. That's fine. But they can just fun. come back an hour later for another show. 
exactly. They'll come back for Fuego. Yeah, at, at, at 11. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I, I take pills and I think that is reflective in my performance style. You know, a lot Art numbers- is all about experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of my numbers are mentally ill based. Like they're about like anxiety and depression in like a funny way, which I think is unique. So, yeah. Now, do you prefer working with a co-host or going solo? Um, usually I like working with a co-host because I have, um, I have poor stamina and, um, I'm also a chain smoker too. So, um, my body gives out after about six minutes. So, um, so I prefer, but I like doing solo for karaoke. Cause it's like, I have a co-host mm-hmm. with like, with just talking to people on the mic, like interviewing them and like sure. my DJ, like karaoke feels like not like a solo thing, even though it is solo. But I prefer with the host. And Roque is the best host at Boom Boom on Thursdays. We bring it down every goddamn Thursday. Um, yeah. It's nice to have someone to just volley off of. Now, when it comes to karaoke, um, do you have your standards that you sing or do you get requests from the audience? Oh, I have my standards. I So I'm a Kelly Clarkson bitch. I sing um, uh, uh, Break Away, of course. Um um break away that's oh my god the zoom the zoom went playing music (laughs) so funny the zoom was like please stop singing um but um break away um Fleetwood Mac because it's just like sort of easier to sing on my voice um dreams landslide um I'll do I'll do some Amy Winehouse, Adele of my British girlies. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. My my taste is usually like 1950s, like, you know, mm-hmm. like Broadway or like 2009, like British pop. <laughs> like okay, okay. Netting Field or Adele or Duffy. So so can I request um, Lily Allen's Fuck You? Oh, of course you can. Are you kidding me? And did you know, I know that she was, she was dating that guy from Stranger Things. Was she now? I did not know she that. Is she is dating that guy who plays the cop, like the like the main David mm-hmm. Harbour? They're dating, and they have a lovely home. They have a lovely home in New York City that was featured on Architectural Digest, and I saw the video. Oh, we love that. I mean, it was amazing. Like- that's beautiful. Uh, so, so, so I heard you want to plug your future hypothetical mugs. Uh, go on. I do. So I really want to make mugs that have my mug on them, that have my face, like my makeup. Like I want to have mugs on mugs. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to make, and I would call it a core mug. Branding. There it is. Branding, baby. Um, so yeah, I want to make mugs. It's something that's been a long time in the coming. Again, I'm lazy, Michael. I it's something we're learning. I'm lazy, and it's something. It's one of those things where like I just have to do it. I yeah. just have to do it because I'm lazy, and I just have to do it. Um, it's like in a bed every day. It's like I just gotta do it. I just gotta do it. Um, but yeah, just I just do it, as Nike says. I, I, Nike. That's what gets me through. I just think of Nike every day. Um, but yeah, I want to make mugs, and I want to sell mugs with my mug on it and I want to sell for it. Thank you. And I want to sell them for like five ninety nine. I think a mug with my mug on it for five ninety nine. 
that's a good fucking deal right there. I'd probably lose so much money. <laughs> and if they get it autographed, you can sell it for four ninety nine. Oh, please. that's right. My autograph would make the value go down. <laughs> my my involvement play a game. in general would make the product go down. Yeah. We're going to play a game. It's called finish the sentence. So okay. what you got to do? You got to finish the sentence how you would finish it. My favorite color is? Blue. My favorite animal is? An otter. My favorite breakfast food is? Taylor Ham, baby. Taylor Ham. My dream vacation is. Um, <laughs> um my dream vacation is is Ireland like depressing? Is that a depressing? No. Okay. No, because that's that's probably becoming one of my dream vacations. I'm my DNA is being extracted right now. I'm going to be finding out my lineage soon, thanks to Ancestry.com. Oh my God! You 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 bit the bullet and you joined Ancestry. I, I and I know I, I there, there's definitely Irish out there. There's definitely Scottish out there. There's definitely English. So I'm ready for that vacation. You're gonna go back to old Donegal, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Ireland. The best part about New Jersey is. The shore, baby, the shore. The worst part about New Jersey is um, the shore. <laughs> Literally. Uh, if I were a golden girl, I would be. Okay. Can I have multiple? Can I have a few answers? Sure. I. No, I have one answer. I'm a rose. I'm a rose. I, I, I just yeah, have to. I have to admit it. I want to be a Sophia. I want to, I want to, I want to have the, 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 the cuntiness of a Sophia with the boldness of a Dorothy with the sensuality of a Blanche, but I'm a dumbass Rose. And it's just yeah, something um, that I have to realize I'm Rose. The TV show I want to guest spot on is. Um, right now it's Abbott elementary or it's like, or I love Abbott so much. Or it's um, or it's um, what what's another show? Can it be a past show? Sure. Um, Broad City. Okay. Or Reno Nine One One. Because I love, I just love, you know, um, unwell things. So Reno Nine One One would be very fun. The place I would finish on Survivor is. I think I'd be like, I think I'd make it a jury. I think I'd make it a jury because I'm like fun. You like to keep me around. Um, and I think I do have a, a little devious side too. I think I'm unpredictable is like the thing uh-huh. that would like make people nervous. Um, but I, if I won, give me 2 million. That would be a fucking miracle if I won. I, I, if I won, I earned that money. I earned- Just do, one, do me one favor, one favor. Don't uh-huh. donate it. What'd you say? I said, don't donate it. No. Do people donate their money? The last winner just didn't. Um, yes. Um, I can confidently say, you heard it here first, folks. I am not donating one goddamn cent of that fucking money. Are you kidding me? I'm buying all the heels in the world. It's going to be amazing. I will win an EGOT by the age of... 62. Okay. Okay. My real housewives tagline would be. I may have IBS, but I smell fantastic. 
I love it. We love to go behind the music and learn about your signature number and how it became your signature number. All right. What is, what's your signature number? Like to perform. Yeah. Um, Issues by Julia Michaels. That's my signature song. Um, and I, of course I have a little mix with it. So it's a little more unwell, but um, issues. Yeah. Issues is my signature number and um, the Betty who version of I love you always forever. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my two signatures. Um, I have other songs that I have other numbers that are retired that I enjoy doing, but I can't really do them anymore. Like I had a Helen Keller number that um, that is is not in the ars the arsenal anymore. But um, it was amazing. It was so good. But um, it was so good. But yes, issues is my go to. When you create a mix, what's the inspiration? What's the process like? Is it the song first, the theme, the spoken word? How do you create a mix? It's the song first, because for me, the way that I like to make a mix is I find that just, again, it's because I'm lazy because I don't want to have to do all the searching for, like, all the different songs. But a lot of queens will, like, have different songs at, for, like, a, a general theme. I like to have this. I like to have the song as, like, the base point. Like, everything has hmm. to do with, like, that song. So um, instead of, like, the general theme to have, like, songs go around it. So... Again, it's the laziness. I, I, it's pure laziness. Like, so I'll choose like "Hold My Hand" by Jess Glynn and find clips that clips that have like the words of like "Don't you fucking touch me" or something like that. Like, you know, or like, like same with like "Don't Speak" by No Doubt. I'll find clips about like not wanting or people shutting the fuck up or like, you know, um, like issues. I'll find like mentally ill clips of like women losing their mind, you know. Um, or I love you. I'll like find like you know clips i'll find like an, a fucking orgasm scene from when harry met sally you know um so that's how i it's all laziness but that's how i make my mixes i have to make new ones oh yeah. i gotta make new ones i'm at that point now i'm at the point now where like i have to make new numbers but anyways well maybe this will this game will help you a little bit okay. music is universal it brings people together and helps give a little insight on a person in this game we are going to create a playlist of nine songs that are the soundtrack of your life Okay. This is Cormus Ultimate Playlist. I'm going to give you a prompt and you are going to give me the song that fits it. <laughs> okay. A song that reminds you of prom. Um what's that song? Uh Complicated by Avril Levine. Okay, okay. Uh a song that reminds you of Pride. Um, oh my god, I'm coming out. A song that reminds you of your best friend. Um, <laughs> uh, Crazy by Narls Barkley. A song that reminds you of your favorite vacation. Um, Girls just want to have fun. A song from the first musical you saw. <laughs> oh my God. Tradition. A song that reminds you of spring. Um, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. A song that reminds you of Ridgewood. Oh my God. Um, um, just like a scream. Can I just do like a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like a general scream. A song, a song from your favorite movie. 
this is so depressing, but one of my favorite movies is, because I just like the way it's filmed, is The Graduate. So, hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. Love it, love it. Sound um, awesome. and, a song, and, and the song that made you who you are. Zooby, zooby, zoo, baby. There it is. We got now, it. You have been known from, for your comedy prowess. How has comedy helped you in drag? Immensely. Because, again, finding a reason to laugh, like, through pain is, like, I feel like my drag stick. Like, I feel like, like, mental illness is pain. And, like, what we go through is, like, pain. And, and just, like, our anxieties and our depression and, like, you know, our demons. Like, that's hard. That's hard. And it's something that not a lot of people like to talk about. But I'm happy to talk about it. And I'm happy to um, talk about it through humor. Like, I think it's like, I think the best way to talk about things is through humor. Um, it's universal. It's a universal language. And um, I just, I, I think it's easier to, to be at peace with things through humor. You know, like, like I, I like to grieve through humor I like to I like to process through humor I like to you know which which you know sometimes it's just good to be sad which so sometimes like when I should actually be sad I'm just trying to keep it light and keep it funny and try to find like you know the funny in it but then it's just good to be sad and let that let that feel which is good and something I have to remind myself of is to like feel the feelings that I don't want to feel sometimes but um yeah, I just, I, I think it's more, I think it's just a universal language is humor. Do you think having a background in theater and acting has helped you create your drag persona? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the theater, the stage just made me confident, you know, because I I, I, I I am an extrovert. I am, but I have introverted qualities and just like um, being able to step in front of anyone at any given point of time during the day and to make them laugh or make them sit up in their seat. Um, I learned that from a very young age. So um, like when I sang, do you love me at like the, at the, sh at the show and tell, like I made the teachers and the kids laugh um, by doing like my Harvey Firestein impression at eight years old, like Goldie, do you love me? That's not bad, right? Like that's not terrible. No, it's um, great. It's wonderful. My Andrew Martin impression wasn't as good, but, but like, that's how I, that's how I, just found normalcy was through humor at a very young age and through performing on stage. So yeah, okay. and it's all culminated in, in this six foot three woman. And it's, it's very fun. We're going to play the cameo game show. If you're not familiar with the website cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price, but each celebrity has a different cost in this game. You have to guess who costs more and we're going to play the Survivor edition. Now, you said you are a fan of the television program Survivor. I am. Um, I cover the show Survivor on the podcast because I am a diehard Survivor fan. Uh -huh. um, so much so that I've watched it from the very first season. So I'm excited to see if you remember all these names. Uh-huh. I'm ready. You ready? You ready? Let's to do, do the shit. I'm ready. All right. Who costs more? Sandra Diaz-Twine or Boston Rob? Oh, gosh. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Sandra. It's not. It's Boston Rob at one ninety nine. Sandra, you can get for fifty dollars. I think she just wants people to buy it. 
see that was my instinct was rob but i was like the queen stays queen like i i gotta go with i gotta go with the queen but you know next up is tyson apostle or ethan's on titus tyson wins at 99 dollars. ethan is 88 tyson, next yeah. up wendell holland or michelle fitzgerald um i think it's i mean michelle Actually, it's a trick question. It's a tie, fifty dollars, because they're both dating each other. So I guess they can't one up. Are they dating still? They are. They still are dating. You can actually also get a cameo from both of them for more money. They're both dating. I didn't know they were dating again. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, Parvati Shallow or Russell Hans? I mean, I pay more for Parvati, but I want to think. I think Russell, with his ego, would would charge more. Correct. Russell at one ninety nine. Parvati for one fifty. Yeah. Kim Sprodlin or Janice Stapley? I mean, I pay more. Oh, that's hard. I love them both. Um, but I think Kim charges more. That's correct. She's 130, yeah. Janice 100. All right. Our current reigning, Mike Gabler or Adam Klein? I think Adam would charge more because he just has more experience that like has more time as a winner. Like I wouldn't win. You're right. And then charge like 200, you know, like I'd win and then I, I'd wait a year and then raise the money. Yeah. Adam is at 65. Mike Gabler is at $52. A random $52. Wow. Um, Sarah Lucina or Natalie Anderson? Oh, that's exciting. Oh my God. Um, I think, I think Natalie charges more. It's actually Sarah at 49, Natalie at 40. Oh my God. Now we have Owen Knight or Omar uh, Zahir. I think, oh my God, I think Owen. It is Owen at 43. Omar is at 40. Okay. Next we have Eliza Orleans or Stephanie LaGrosa. God, you're digging deep. I live. Um, I mean, I'd pay more for Eliza. I think that's right. But, she's but, 150. But, is she really? But then, but then I'd be like, cause she's a public defender. Like, like I'd be like, maybe she's like, you know, like one for the people. So she went, you know, she'd be like, you know, I'm only going to charge. No, like- she's one for her wallet. Oh, uh, 150 for Eliza. Stephanie at 100, though. I would have thought Stephanie would be a little more because she was just on the traders. On the traders. I, that's right. That's right. I know. The recency bias. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Marianne or Erica, two recent winners. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I think Erica charges more. It's actually Marianne at 100, Erica. That's surprising to me. That's surprising. Now we have um, Battle of the Challengers. It's Shan Smith or Danny McRae. Oh, my God. I think Shan Smith. It's Shan at 75. Danny at $40, even though he won the challenge. But, okay, go off. Noel Lambert or Joe Anglum? Oh, God. I hate Joe Anglum. Um um i think joe charges more yeah 79 dollars. noel is at 40 now we have gay icons carla or hi oh my god does carla charge more actually it's a trick question they both have 40 dollars. why do you do this to me why do you do these trick questions i hate you <laughs> all right villains jerry manthe or the white lotus star angelina keely Oh my god. <laughs> that is so funny. I want to say Jerry because I'm Jerry back from Australia. Like I am a Jerry Stan. So I I, I want to say Jerry, but I think it's the White Lotus girl. 
No, it's Jerry, $88. Angelina, 59 Okay. Rodney Laveau Jr. Or That's Jessica right, Angelina Sugar was Kiker. in White Lotus. Wait, I forgot that Angelina was, was. in White Lotus. That's right. First I episode. Totally, I totally forgot that. She's with Kara, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm ready for the next one. Uh, Rodney Lavoy Jr. or Jessica Sugar Kuiper? I think Rodney charges more. It's actually Sugar, $79. Rodney's at $49. Uh, just wish him a happy birthday when you do it. Sugar. Oh, my God. Gabone. Can we get into Gabone for a second? Did you like Gabone? Oh, I loved it. Are you it? kidding me? I come from the school of if I don't get a nasty jury speech, I'm not happy. Uh, oh, so my God. Corinne? Sugar, you're a leech on society, and the only oh my god, like that fucking uh, oh, yeah. when she when she says the whole thing about like her being more antidepressant, so she doesn't cry about her dead dad anymore. That shit. Oh, that uh, please. Is that in, do you have that in a mix yet? I don't. I don't. Oh there my god, we got you a new mix. You are amazing. Oh my god, and someone put that line on my gravestone, please, please put that line. Wait, thank you, Michael. Okay, word. You're welcome. Uh, next, we have Lydia Meredith or Mike Turner. I think Mike charges more. It's actually Lydia at $69. Mike it's, is at $49. It's probably it's, because Lydia goes to all the festivals and needs money for the festivals. Okay, okay, okay. I'm um, do you know who one of Lydia's good friends is? Who? New York City drag icon, Reese Havoc. Oh my god, I did. I did know that actually. I did because I remember Reese saying something about it. Oh my god, yes, that's so cool. I want to have a friend next up. Next up, are uh, one official homosexual, the other I wish was a homosexual, Xander Hastings or Ricard Foy. Oh my god, Ricard is not gay. No, Ricard is gay. Ricard is gay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Ricard has the child. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Wasn't was Ricard in 41? Ricard, uh, yes, with Shan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Ricard charges more. It's actually that sweet, sweet hunk of a man, Xander. Uh, of 50, course $55. Um, $49 for Ricard. Oh, no, now, of course it was the straight guy. Oh. Of course it was the straight guy who charges more. Of course it was. Us gays, we got to know our worth. It's true. It's true. Now, how much can you get a Rob Sesternino cameo for? I'm going to guess that's going to be like 250. It should be. It should be. No, you can get it for a easy $49. No way. Crazy, right? I would think with like his podcast, like, you know, as well, like he, like, I. Rob Sesternino and Rob has a podcast is the reason why I started a podcast. Work. Oh my God. That's amazing. You should have Rob on the podcast. Listen, um, now that he is Raleigh based, I might try to. We'll see what I can Boom, boom, boom. Just conveniently bump into him at the local local joint, I think. Well, I mean, they are doing um, a, a live broadcast in Raleigh, so I might try to go. This might be your moment, Michael. This might be your opportunity. My moment. I think it might be your moment. Is drag political? Yes, it is because it is. I mean, it, it's proof. It's always been political, but it's proof again with the current, you know, state of things. Like with all the drag bans, 
and all the bands and just queer people in general, it is political. It is it is doing something that scares people and makes people uncomfortable because it's because it's, you know, it's not what they believe in or it's not what they were taught. And that's political, I think, to like to do something that the mass of people don't understand. And that's why drag is fun nowadays, because that mass is starting to become the mass of the drag audience, you know, but, but then there's, but then it's not as well. There's still so many people who are against drag just inherently, like they were just, you know, born, not, they were just born to not like things like drag and queer things. So it is always going to be political. It's, it's interesting with drag being more mainstream now, how, how worse it's gotten with you know in 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 just politics in general like it's becoming more of a wider scene and acknowledged thing and all these drag bands are just proof of how scared people are of it so it is political and that's why again i i like doing the numbers i do because i think they are they're not political per se but it's it's again like taboo like I, I, it's like you know they 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 talk about ta- more taboo things. So that's why, and drag is political. So, and people who say it, it isn't are crazy. Like it, it is political. Are drag families necessary in New York City nightlife? Um, I wouldn't say it's necessary, but it is nice. It is, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Like it's not necessary, but it is really nice to have it. It is really, really nice. Um, I think- with with in the city it already feels even if you're not in a family just like the general sisterhood feels like you're in a family because everyone looks yeah. out for each other and everyone does take care of each other um as far as my experience goes um but it is nice to have a family too it is nice to just like have someone you can always go to no matter what um who is who is a drag queen like who knows what you're going through like like keisha it's, it's just so helpful to like she's been doing it for you know 12 to 15 years so like she knows what she's doing so it's just it's just helpful and um great to have someone who knows what they're doing help me when i have no idea what i'm doing so but it's not i I, but then again like you can still learn things from like if you're not in a family just from your drag sisters in the dressing room you know like that already absolutely all right this is a bit of a controversial question Okay. Do you think it's important for drag artists to keep up to date with the global drag race franchises? Um, um, I mean, like, yes, yes and no. I mean, I, I think I don't watch every franchise just because I, I love to sleep. Um, but, and are you a- saying that I don't sleep? Cause you'd oh. be correct. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Maybe what I'm saying. No, um, I do you watch every franchise? Yeah. I, I, I recap every single one. That's amazing. See, that's that's I and I, I do think like the audiences who see us watch them too. So it is helpful. Like a lot of audiences like watch every franchise too, who like like any audience in a drag club or like a gay bar has definitely seen at least two or three of the franchises so like I, i'd assume like definitely us probably uk probably espana like i would hope people watch espana oh my god it is so listen i i i am a big proponent of espana i think it's one of the best franchises but for me with drag artists i think it's important to at least 
look at the runways, look at what people are doing. So you can either reference and say, Hey, I like that. I want to incorporate that into my drag or my package. Should I get onto drag race? Yeah. But also know what's been done before you. So you don't get accused of copying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've said on the podcast before, when we've gotten to the point with snatch game, where your original idea that you think is original for us may not be original for drag race in general, like Jack's doing Mona Lisa. That's the second time Mona Lisa has been done. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's that's why I say just keep up to date. Know it. You don't have to watch it. Just be aware of what's being done. Know who the players are. Because also if you get on drag race, go to drag con, you're like, I didn't watch your show, but I know you're famous because you're here with me. Yes, absolutely. I, I would be that bitch where it'd be like, oh my God, like you're a fan, right? And they're like, I literally won my season, you know? <laughs> I would be that girl. Um, but um, yeah, no, I agree. And like Drag Race sets trends that we see now in drag. I mean, trends set the Drag Race trends, you know, like like Drag Race would not be, would be what it is without like the whole history of drag. Um, but now drag race is creating history. So all the looks off drag race are now referenced. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's now, it's you, now you know, the drag race references. Cause that's like a new, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. You, you get what I'm saying. Listen, now that's straight. People are using like spill the tea. I'm like, Ooh, we've gone too far. Let's bring it back. Let's reel it back. You can't have that phrase anymore. I know. I, I, I was talking to a, a straight friend recently and they used hunty. <laughs> and no, I like no, no, I, can't. I, I I shed one of my skins, you know, like I like I it was it, it, it was it, it felt like a hate crime. Um, yeah. It's time for tea time. OK, let's get into you it. are going to spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, colleagues, people you competed with, people you did, took a photo with, people you love, people you hate. I don't know. We're about to find out. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm we're going to start off with Mother Dearest Keisha Carr. Um, she's an icon. She's everything. She is the moment. Um, she's amazing. I mean, I don't have any tea. I, I just like I'll, I'll I'll share how we met. I was um drunk. Well, yeah, I was. I was. I was. It, I, I I forgot the rest of the night, but um, but I was out in drag in like May of 2019. And I was just like, cause I was told by some queen to just like, by Britta Filter. Cause I was a guest at one of her shows and now she's one of my sisters. It's so cool how that, how it all happens. But she was like, just go, she's like, just go everywhere. Just go everywhere and drag. Like, just like show people like that you're in drag and they'll like want to book you. And that's exactly what happened. Or they or they'll want to get to know you. And that's exactly what happened. I would just go out and drag. I looked a mess because I had no drag. Like I didn't have anything to wear, but I just tried to wear the most draggy things I could think of at the time with the budget I had. And I was at industry and it was Monday nights when Tina Burner had her show there um, with like, uh, with, uh, Juicy Lou and with um I respect her and Vinchelle and mm-hmm. uh at industry and it was Keisha's night off, but she was there like supporting the girls and she saw me in drag and she was like, she's like, you come over here. And she just like saw something in me. We started talking and we just hit it off and we just like shared the same sort of like sense of humor as we were talking. And she was like, 
I never do this. Meanwhile, she has like 40,000 daughters, you know, but (laughs) she's like, I told her my tubes are tied, but like, would you like to be my drag daughter? And I was so, just to have someone who is of that stature in the city, like just see what I was trying to do was just enough validation for me. So I love her. She's amazing. We got drunk together a few weeks ago and we kikied and she's I love her. That's mother. Mother. Next up, Castrata. Castrata. Oh my God. I feel like I'm going to have like the nicest stories. I don't know. You're so far, everyone, I only have like nice things to say about. Um, oh my God. Who are you gonna who are you gonna bring up later on? I'm nervous. But um, I love Castrata. Castrata again, one of the first queens I like met like in 2019, 2018, um, doing drag. She's amazing. Um, I love her. What's the story I have about? Castrata. It's so funny because like <laughs> I can tell when I like when my energy is like too much for people. Like, like I can just like sort of see like this look in their eyes, like, or like, you know, they like, and sometimes when I like see her and I bump into her, like I'll be like, hey Castrata. And like I I like she's so funny because she's so sweet and she's so lovely. And but like her vibe is very chill and very like relaxed. Like when she's like not on stage, like she's very like calm and chill and cool and collected. I'm like a fucking, you know, like, you know, a whirling dervish. Yeah. I'm a mental, mental ward patient, like on and off stage. So like I can sort of like throw people off. I find when I like off stage, cause I, I'm still on. So whenever I talk to her sometimes, like, it's just, it cracks me up because like, I can tell that like, she's like, okay, girl, bring it down a notch. <laughs> you know, um, but I love her. She's amazing. So talented. So wonderful. Um, yeah. Love her. Nothing bad to say. All right. Next up drag race superstar Jax. Oh my God. Ah, I do a little tea. I do a little tea. I love Jax. Jax is a superstar. Amazing. Uh, this world. Fantastic. Um, she's killing it. I love her so much. Um, when I did drag race, Drag Wars All Stars. And do you know the story? I I'm not sure. Let, let's hear it. In Drag Wars All Stars in like May or June of 2019, I was chosen as like a wild card to be in it um, by Shaquita, and Jax was in it because she had you know she wasn't a wild card like she had earned the spot like she like I I didn't really earn the spot Shaquita just liked me and chose me as a wild card so Jax actually earned the spot so. She, um, I, I felt like, like I didn't belong in general cause I was a wild card. So I like, I feel like I was a fly on the wall backstage cause I knew I wasn't going to win. Um, so I was just like watching everyone. It was just so interesting because there was a new DJ that night. Um, um, cause Nikki Boombox was out and there was a new DJ and the DJ and it, which logistically did not work out a new dj for like this huge competition like this huge like you know last night finale of this competition um and so Jax's number started and the dj fucked up like the cues and like he kept restarting or something was happening with her music and it was not you know it was not Jax did nothing wrong but the DJ, and I don't want to say that DJ, it was the DJ's fault too, because it was the DJ's, DJ's first day, you know, like it was like, like shit happens, but, sure. but he did like mess up her music and she did have, I was, I was a fly on the wall to a meltdown backstage and it was, it now was. Now that you're saying it, I do remember the story. It was, whoo, I felt so bad for her in the moment because it was not her fault, like at all. And like, 
because she worked so hard on the number and mm-hmm. like, and she had so much prepared and she probably would have won, you know, if like it went as planned, but it just didn't go as planned. And she had, let me tell you something. She had a meltdown of all meltdowns and I loved it. I loved it. Cause it was just like, I just love seeing people like, like just like be real like that, be themselves. Like she was so passionate. She was passionate. She was passionate. And um, I felt so bad for her, but I also was living because she was, she was going to tear that place down. I loved it. I loved it. It was amazing. And then she goes on to win an iconic and goes yeah. to drag race. So she's it's drag race. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm still on the walls watching people, you know, <laughs> I'm still like, right. she's on drag race. Next, next, next is Pietra Parker. Pietra Parker. Oh my God. Yes. I love Pietra. She's an icon. Um, I did uh, Ultimate Drag Pageant with her at the Old West End Lounge, RIP, uh, hosted by Marty Gold Cummings. I think we were one of the last ones before the pandemic because we were in like Mm -hmm. September of 2019. So we were like right before the last one. But um, so Pietra was the winner. She was was the winner of the competition um, and she deservedly won, but I was runner up of that competition. Let me tell you something. That night that I lost, I did so much cocaine. I cannot even tell you. I did. I I did. Uh, I did a whole state worth of cocaine, honestly, because I she won deservedly. So yada, yada, yada. She's amazing. It is what it is. I'm competitive. I am. And but she was amazing. Like, of course she won. And then I went to Flaming Saddles at the end of the night and I. um I was sitting next to this to this girl who offered me coke and we found a hotel room um, and we did coke for like 20 literally 24 hours and this was in September of 2019 and that girl's become one of my best friends her name is Melody and she's she's one of my best friends now and I see her all the time and, and she's my coke. full circle full circle she's my dear coke friend like like I like I see her all the time. She's one of my dearest friends in the world, actually. But um, so with if it weren't for Pietra Parker and her taking that fucking crown, I would not have met one of my dear friends through a coke fueled night. So it was actually a that wonderful night. So Pietra, thank you. Let's talk about Tsunami Muse. Yes, Tsunami. Well, Pietra, I met Tsunami and Pietra through Ultimate Drag Pageant, um, and. It was just a wonderful, it was, it was kind of funny. I felt, I felt a little bad, but, um, but it was for the other girls, but it was funny because Pietro Zunami and I were like, we were like, if we win or if one of us wins, we should just do a show with like the other two, you know, because like the winner gets their own show. And, um, and we were all just vibing. We were just like, you know, having like, he came backstage and we we're like, all right, if one of us wins, we should like, you know, do a show with the other two, which um, I guess is not fair to the other girls, but. Hey, I didn't plan it. I was just a part of the plan. They 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 planned it pretty much, and I, they just included me in on it. And I was like, "All right, work." And then Pietra won, and she had a show with Tsunami and I. And um, so it was so it was so it, I felt I felt a little bad at the time, but hey, it is what it is. Um, and our show, four people came to see our show, you know. So it, it nothing really, yeah, you know. More, so, hey, it's more audience members than cast members. That that's hey, that's true. God, that's a very good point. Um. But yeah, I just, I love them both. Tsunami is superstar model icon. She, I like her Instagram feed is just like a fucking, you know, 
orgasm. Like, it's just like, it's, it's amazing. And Pietro's amazing. I love them both. I feel like I'm disappointing you. I have nothing shady yet to say. The only shadiest thing I've said is, is like that little meltdown with some jacks. I mean, let's hear it. Do you have any shady things to say about a man and a pork? Oh my God. No, nothing shady. I just, I, 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 I feel like I do, but I, that's a different podcast. You have have shady things. You have shady things. Um, Well, you two are like dear friends, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, and friends, shade friends, of course. Um, I love her. She's amazing. Again, she, I think, was she in the competition? I think she was in the the ultimate drag pageant competition. And I think I remember having a conversation with her where she was like, it was either her or Gigi Deeds. And they were like, like what the fuck which i totally get i totally get i would be like what the fuck too if like three of the girls like made a pact sort of like i'd be like what the fuck too <laughs> um but i love amanda she's one of my dear sisters i during the pandemic i had like i would see her a lot because um another drag queen acacia forgot who lived in lives in la now but she lived in harlem and she would host like some girls for like you know just a little dinner tea mm-hmm. and sesh and all that and I lived in the area, so I was invited and Amanda was there too. And it was just so fun. And I love her and I, and she's amazing. And I, she's, she's fun too. Cause she's like, she is shady. Like she will like read you to your face, which I love. Like, like, mm-hmm. like I love talking to her. Cause like, we just like kind of like banter and I love her and she's amazing. And I've, not, I've, I've only the best things to say about her, uh, but what do you have to say about her? Oh, that I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it, Amanda. <laughs> uh, she would kill me. She um, but I love this her. next queen. Yes, who's the next she's queen? Great. She's wonderful. The next queen um, did have something fun to say about you when I brought up your name. It's Chicky Regina. Oh my God! What'd she say about? Oh, I think I know. I think I I, I listened to the episode. It was about yes. I love Chicky. You didn't Gorg- listen to the episode. It didn't happen yet. It hasn't been released yet. Well, I'd assume it was about, was it about um, when we competed against each other? Yes, that's why, yeah. that's why <laughs> it hurt my dreams. But yes, Chicky Regina icon, amazing. So we competed in this competition at the old therapy, which is now Hush, of course. And the first week of March, 2020, and we competed and it was like the winner of the competition would have gotten their own show at therapy, which, you know, would be so cool and all that. And we compete. I did, I did my, my issues number, which <laughs> I, 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 I performed that number in every fucking bar in the city. I have to retire it at some point, but, um, but I performed and she performed and like eight other wonderful girls performed and me and Chicky were in the top two and we performed, what was our lip sync song? It was the, um, Alamba number one. Yes, the I barely knew any words except for that one part. So I milked the shit out of that part. I I I, I had I had a fucking you know like mouth gymnastics. Like I was stre- I was like like I I like had buck teeth all of a sudden. It was it was something else. Um, and I won, and then a week later, the world died. <laughs> So you are the reason why the world died. I was, I, I, I was the start of the end. Um, you disrupted the status quo. I did. I did a lip sync of a Latin song. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, the Zuma guy is like, stop singing. Um, but yeah, I love Chicky. Um, 
yeah, I beat her, uh, <laughs> which is like so stupid because I'm not, I'm not a, gr- I'm, my numbers are good, but I'm not a great lip syncer. Like I, like I am good, but like it's your energy. It's my energy. Yeah. But there's, but she's like a lip syncer. Like she's a dancer, a lip syncer. So she's like dancing, like really like dancing next to me. Meanwhile, I'm like basically like pulling out my like, you know, prescription of pills, you know, like take, like I, I'm like, you know, I, she's actually performing and I'm like next to her, just like, you know, milking, like just like being a ham. So that's how I make it through. I, I don't learn any of the words. I just, you know, I just milk, milk it, you know, and I feel bad because she actually knew the words. So that's <laughs> so bad, but I love her. She's an icon. Right, next up. Yeah. Next up is Glam Award winner for best cabaret, Kiki Ball Change. Kiki Ball Change. So Kiki and I love Kiki. She's amazing. We were roommates together. Did you know this? I did not know this. We lived together for a few months. So, um, so, in like, in like February of like 2021, me and my, one of my dear friends, one of my best friends from college, Sarah, were living with another friend from college. And us and this friend like fell out. And this friend like moved and like to Seattle because she was just like, she was just like a sourpuss. And she was just like, she, she was just like a Debbie Downer. And she was like, I'm moving to Seattle. Like I have to get out of the city. And we we're like, oh, that's fine. But she we, she didn't tell us when she was coming back. And we were like, you still have a lease you have to pay for. And she was like, all right, so I'm like not moving back. And we were like, all right, well, fuck us then. Like we still have six months left of this lease. And like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And Kiki didn't have a place to stay because she was in Alabama or Florida, like visiting her family for like a month or two. Like she had left the city for a little bit. She came back, she didn't have a place to stay and we needed a new roommate. And she like posted on like her story, her close friends story or something like that. And I was like, I I hesitated at first because I was like, I get nervous like living with friends or like, just like, you know, cause like mm-hmm. you, you don't want to ruin that dynamic. And we were- we oh, were, it happens. Oh, it yeah. definitely can happen. Oh, do you have stories? Yep. <laughs> that, that's for another podcast. Um, mm-hmm. There's a certain someone in the nightlife that I can't talk to anymore. So, okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk when the Zoom's over. Um, but, but I was like, let me just do it. Cause like we, we'd always gotten along super well. And I, and I, I, I knew that it would still work like us living together. And she moved in and it worked and it was great. And we had a lovely time and it was just wonderful. And it was, we lived together for like six months and um and then our lease ended. Um and I live by myself. But um it was she was great, she's amazing. She um do I have any stories? Um we filmed Kiki's Kitchen. I we in 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 our um she has to bring Kiki's kitchen back too. She's she's so busy now, but she has to bring Kiki's kitchen back. But we filmed Kiki's kitchen in our kitchen, and it was for St. Patrick's Day. And we made an Irish soda bread recipe. That was my mom's recipe. And that shit was hard as a fucking brick. Oh my God. It looked inedible, but it was delicious. Um, But I love Kiki. I, she's just a wonderful person. She's been very, she's paid it forward to me a lot. She's gotten me a lot of opportunities and I just love her. She's amazing. She's, um, do I I have any tea for Kiki? I want to like have some like shady things to say, but I don't, I just love all these fucking whores. I love all these fucking bitches. So, um, yeah, I love Kiki. She's amazing. I'm so happy for her success. And she's actually someone seeing her cabaret success is like, 
inspiring because it's like she's doing what she wants to do and she's making it work for herself and i want to do that so i see what she's doing and i'm like i want to do that too but then a part of me like that, that doesn't that. get into like doing things it's like i don't want to feel like i'm copying what someone's doing you know which is which it's not but that's just how i always feel it's gonna be your own thing it'll be your own thing exactly exactly but um but but seeing her do her own thing is definitely awesome and i just love her very much all right you ready for our next guest our next name yes how am i doing so far you're doing great thank you you're so doing much. great thank you Thanks, i know Mom. you're gonna have some tea on this person okay it's real okay Rokay, Rokay, Rokay. Oh my God. She's so awesome. Yeah, she's my um new co-host of Boom Boom. Because I saw is taking a little break from the city. Um, she's in Texas, but she'll be back. She'll be back. Um, but um, in the meantime, Rokay is my co-host and she's amazing. She's she's just like a the best time in the room. Like she's just like so like she's she's the girl who like holds your hair back when like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta you know put a finger down and just you know make regrets um and decisions but she's the girl like she's just like she's a girl's girl like she she's so funny too because whenever i like tell her stories of like just like interactions with queens that like maybe weren't the most positive or like left a taste in my, like a bad taste in my mouth she's ready to like she's ready to knock on their door and be like what'd you do to my girl karma like she's like she's ready to be like what like why'd you why'd you talk to karma like that like she she could get so defensive of me um and she, she's just like that like she's like she loves the people she loves so much and she's just like she's just the biggest supporter the biggest advocate i love her so much um I was telling her this one story about this one queen. I don't want to say who it is. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to say who it is. But I was telling her the story about this one queen who who is who is a queen in the city, who people who is well known and who just like is just like not she's not rude to me, but she's just like she, it's it's not that she's not rude, she's just like not kind. Sure. You know what I mean? So, and I was telling Rokay about this and she was like, and now whenever she sees this queen, she doesn't talk to them because she, because this queen treated me like, so it's just so funny. Like Rokay just has her sister's backs and she's amazing. She's, she's funny too, because she has like this most adorable lisp. She has yes. Most adorable lisp, like the most amazing, fantastic lisp in the world. But like, I'm awful. And she'll say something on the mic. She'll like say like, you know, she'll say some she'll say something about a boat and i'm like like what ghosts what ghosts you know and like i <laughs> or she'll say like girl please i'm like I'm, i don't want cheese you know like I, I i truly like i'll like i always like the lisp i always think she says something else and she'll always call me out for it she's like don't come for my fucking lisp and and i don't mean to i don't mean to come for a lisp it's just i have bad hearing nightlife has ruined my hearing i truly like it's everything true, everything's muffled now it's it's ruined my eyesight and my hearing because like all i see is just like this like red glare in my eye you know from like the the lasers in the clubs and everything's muffled in my ear it's like it's like it's like i'm at a hearing exam all the time with like the you know um so she always like calls me out she's like don't don't come for my list girl and i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry i love your (laughs) list though so she's amazing she's she's just a fantastic person all right, another name we've mentioned, Islea. Islea. Yes. So um Islea is again my dear sister. 
she's one of the first queens I met in the city. One of the first queens who like, I could tell was getting what I was trying to do. And so whenever opportunities came for us to work together, like she always asked me and recommended me and, and an opportunity came for her to have a show at Playhouse. And she was like, she's already working at hardware with Jax. Um, and she, so she already had that relationship with the Playhouse pieces, hardware people. So she was like, I want to do it with Korma. So she like, cause having those one Playhouse hardware pieces, those are good gigs. Like mm-hmm. those are good gig. Like, like I, any gig is a good, is a good gig. But like, those are just like great bars and they're just good, like solid gigs to have. So I was just so grateful for her for, you know, recommending me. And we started the show on Mondays in June and no one came because it was on a Monday. <laughs> so we moved the show to Thursdays and it's been much more successful. She's taking a little break right now. She's in Texas, um, which like, I think is amazing. I think something that's hard for a lot of people in the city is if they need a break, they don't take it. And then things just like, you know, sort of snowball and, and things just get harder or like harder to deal with. And then you're like, you are truly in the corner. She realized she needed to take a break and she's taking a break and she'll be back soon. And she's like, I honestly have the most respect in the world for her because there's certain times where I'm like, I want to take a break too, but I don't. And I'm sure, you know, things suffer from it, you know, from. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I mean, listen, I was forced into a break because I physically couldn't walk, so I couldn't navigate the New York, the city of New York. Yeah. Um, but no one knew I took a break because I still did the podcast because yeah. I have to sit for it. So yeah. it, 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 everyone takes a break in their own way. Absolutely. And it's like amazing and it's healthy and it's amazing. And I miss her, but she's doing what she's got to do. And, and the city will be back when she comes back, you know, and um, absolutely. She's just like a wonderful performer and she's just an artist and she's um she's she takes drag very seriously and I just like I loved working with her and I'm excited to work with her in the future. I miss her though. It's like it's it's sort of thing where it's like I don't want to be selfish because I'm like I miss my friend, you know, but but I'll see her soon. Yeah. But um yeah, Isleya is an icon. She's amazing. Everyone, everyone say hi to Isleya. We love her. Hi, Isleya. Next, Peaches. Peaches! Peaches. Oh, my God. So I had this show at this um, restaurant for, like, a year with Peaches and Hibiscus called The Odd Thruple. And this was, like, in the heat of the pandemic. It was, like, November 2020 when we started. You know, things were still pretty, pretty terrible. Um, so it was, like, we had, like, the shields on and all that. And um, it was great. I love Peaches. I love her so much. I... I actually think, I think she'll attest to this too. I think I gave her her first paid booking in the city. Cause nice. I do. Cause I had her as a guest at the West End Lounge. Cause I weaseled my way into getting a solo show there after I had the trio show with, um, with Tsunami and Pietra. But um, I had her, I saw her in Ultimate Drag Pageant and I loved her and I, invite her as a guest. And I think I was, I think I, I think I didn't realize this, but she said on the mic once that I gave her first paid gig in the city. So look at that. Um, and she's amazing. Look at, that. look at that. And she's funny too, because we'll always like flirt with each other. <laughs> like always like aggressively flirt with each other whenever we see each other. So um, like, 
you would think like we're about to like film a porn like you know like when when we're talking to each other because we get close and our voices get more hushed and and so whenever I see her I know it's gonna get hot and heavy and um and I'm okay with that I accept it um and that is what it is but I love her she's been a good sister to me um no it's just so funny because like whenever I see her it's like hi peaches Hey, Karma, how are you? And you know, things get hushed. And and I'm like, I can't just, I can't, I can't hook up with a drag queen. I can't do it. I've tried it before. I can't do it. You can't shit where you eat, you know? That's fair. That's fair. That happened a few weeks ago. What happened? Uh oh. I can't believe I'm sharing this fucking story. But this is, <laughs> this, this share is it, share it. So a few weeks ago, um, Isleya had gone to Texas. So I needed like a last minute. Uh, replacement on Thursday and this is before we had okay like like you know fill in permanently but so I need like a last minute replacement so I reached out to Jacqueline Hyde and Mm -hmm. and I I saw that she didn't have she she didn't have a who's calling me um she didn't have a show at that time on Thursdays even though she has a show every other day (laughs) you know like four times a day um so I was like I asked her to fill in and she did and it was great it was amazing. She's fantastic. And, but, you know, we both are girls who like to drink. So mm-hmm. we were drinking. We had probably like 10, like eight shots each by the end of the show. I don't remember ending the show. The show ended. It just ended. I don't remember how it ended, but it ended. And um, we were backstage, like, had our money, like, so drunk. Um, makeup already, like, you know, like, coming off, but still on our face. And who was backstage? It was Fuego right after us. So it was Pixie Aventura. Um and Katrina Lovelace was there. It was Katrina who really saw it all unfold. But Jacqueline and I, we were like drunk. And we were like, we started making out as happens, as goes. We started making out in like the little backstage, like, you know, aisle area of Playhouse. Not like the mm-hmm, room, like mm-hmm. the little like. So it, it's it's like the most inconvenient place to make out with someone, especially someone in drag. Like, because, you know, you have like huge things that fill out the whole room. So we started making out. And then right next to us is a freezer. And um, and we went inside the freezer and Katrina saw us walk in. And then we like made out inside the freezer for like 30 seconds. I shouldn't be saying any of this, but it is what it is. Um, 30 seconds. Playhouse don't come for us. It was only 30 seconds. Okay. We didn't contaminate anything. We didn't, we, 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 nothing penetrated anything. We just made out. But then we came back outside and our our mouth makeup was gone our whole our lipstick was gone our whole foundation Mm -hmm. was gone our whole lower face makeup was gone and katrina saw us walk in with lips and saw us walk out without lips and um and every time i see her she's like every time i see her she's like you can go in the freezer today i'm like fuck off bitch (laughs) how dare you it was a moment well what's funny is when when i had Jacqueline on many, 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 many moons ago, yeah. uh, we were doing tea time. And basically uh, it got to the point where she's like, are you going to ask me someone who I didn't hook up with? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Jacqueline Hyde for you. Yeah, we, yeah, we did hook up um, and it was fun. It was great. And um, I'm sure it was, I, I'm, I'm a little jealous, but okay. It's fine. Oh, it, was, it was so fun. And then, um, and then I somehow got to Flaming Saddles. I don't know how I got to Flaming Saddles, but I somehow got to Flaming Saddles. You and Flaming Saddles, this sounds like a bad romance. <laughs> it is a bad romance. I, I I love it though. It's like an abusive relationship, you know? It's like, yeah. it treats me bad, but I go back every time. Um, but yeah, Jacqueline Hyde, um, 
we made out maybe there it is. Twice, maybe three times but definitely in, Ship a, it. in i'm here for it definitely in a freezer so yeah all right we're gonna end this section of tea time with the shadiest queen in all of new york city hibiscus Oh my God, she is. She is. She's a silent shade assassin. She really is. She is shady. Oh my God. So I, I did the show with Peaches and Hibiscus and it's it's funny too because Hibiscus told me this. Like when, when we were like planning the show, like, you know, I asked Peaches to join the show and then Peaches was like, let's get Hibiscus. I was like, perfect. I've never worked with her before. I would love to work with her. I was already a huge fan of hers. And Hibiscus now like, she i think loves me like i like I, I think she loves me now but but uh no she she loves me she loves me but um but she told me like when she like got when she like figured me out she was like at first i was so scared to work with you she was like i actually was nervous to work with you because she just like didn't get my vibe or she just like you know mm-hmm. she, she just didn't get my vibe yet which i totally get but she, so she was like i it's not that she didn't want to work with me, but she basically made it sound like I was petrified to work with you. Like I was like, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. She was like, I was, this is not going to go well. And I come to find a, an amazing friend in her, you know, she's become a dear friend through drag and she's become one of my favorite sisters through drag. And it's been an amazing experience getting to know her, but she is shady. Oh my God. She truly like brought me back to like, you know, special ed class like um because i was a special ed kid Mm -hmm. and um and i i was in special ed in middle school and high school and the way that those special ed kids were mean to each other like they were the meanest kids the meanest kids oh my god like truly like send you to like the school therapist mean like they were the meanest kids and um she brought me back to special ed class because she would read me sometimes and i'd be like damn you're a shady fucking (laughs) jesus christ you're you're a good one Training back to the special ed days, and and I I thank her for that. I have a fan corner question. Did someone this actually a question? Ask, did, yes. so, did someone this actually is, pose this? Okay, work. This this is a question from Amanda Foyle. Okay. Um, okay is okay, it work. true Korma sticks different fruits and vegetables in her butt? <sighs> I'm not going to say it's not true. I mean, does it does it does a carrot count? Yeah, it does. It does. Then, Amanda, it's true. It's true. I, 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 because well, sometimes you, you, you lose your dildo. Yes. <laughs> and you just, there, there, there's a tall, girthy carrot in the fridge and you just, you got to get the job done. <laughs> there it is. And then it makes, yeah, you got to get the job done. And then it makes for a lovely soup afterwards. So, uh, um, of course, <laughs> I'm sure you've uh, given that soup to many of your friends. So many. I give in the the, the 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 korma carrot shit soup to many many of my colleagues. Um, but <laughs> now, have I actually stuck? No, I've never I've never gotten there yet. I've never actually stuck. Thank you, thank God. Oh yeah, no, actually no, I've never actually. Um, um, no, what what I? Yeah, why not? Future Bushwick performance. Please, please. Well, um, that one story of Honey LeBronx. You heard that one story where she shat an apple out of her or like she, yeah, yeah. I would love to do something like that. Something inspired. Yeah. Um, uh, then again, drag, you know, it's all referential. Someone's shoved some True. fruit into their bum hole. So it's all referencing True. something. 
So, um, yeah, would I stick something? See, I, I am. I'm not afraid of sticking things up my butt. So Where? I would probably stick a, a, a celery stick up there. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, it's it's it has lots of water in it. So it's like a very like true. Nice. That's very true. That's very true. So it's like I'm just it's like I'm already douching with water. It's just celery. There it is. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest the question. And this is a question from Daniel Gold. Okay, yes. If you were playing hide or seek, where would you hide? In the dryer. Not the freezer. Because <laughs> everyone knows about the freezer now. So <laughs> me and Jacqueline Hyde are in the freezer. Yeah, we're 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 making out while you're trying to find us and we're in the freezer. Um <laughs> the dryer. You you would fit in the dryer? I um yeah, there's some dryers, but for me, I yeah, I could fit in the dryer. I could. Okay. I, I, I could fold myself enough. Um dryer, I'd find a dryer. I'd also um what else is a good place? Do you know what I, I I do like to do? What I used to do? What I do like to do? Like, like, like I currently play hide and seek all the time. Um, what I used to do is I used to have like these huge, like life-size, like, you know, like teddy bears or like, you know, yeah. like, you know, when I was a kid or like, like polar bear, you know, they weren't like, they were life, they were as big as like a six-year-old, you know, um, but uh, not a 26-year-old, um, but I would like, they would be lined up like against the wall and I would be like sitting there like next to them, like, like, you know, like, like I have stuffing inside me, like, you know, like I'm a taxidermy Korma. Um, and I would just be like, you know, trying to blend in with the bears. And I always got caught first. Um, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, I was never good at hide and seek. I'm also tall, too. It's true. So, you're a very you're a very tall woman. It's a, thank you for saying woman. I appreciate that. Thank you. Whenever people say whenever I'm in drag and people say ma'am it makes me feel seen and it makes me feel heard. And, um, oh, it's amazing. I was at the Glam Awards um, the other week and um, one of one of the queens was like, excuse me, she was fucking with me, but I was, my back was turned to her. She was like, excuse me, sir. I I I searched for any sharp object in my path. I, I had like four knives already in my hand before I turned around. Um, yeah. So now it's your I, turn. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'd hide it in the dryer. All right. Well, I'm, I'm here for it. I can't wait to see that video. Um, now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. And it could be a question about literally anything you want. Okay. My question is, what's your favorite kind of cheese? Why? And why is it Gouda? Wow. Oh, wow. We just turned it. Okay. Interesting. interesting. We're making it specific. Um, and if, and if they try to fight it, if they try to fight, like, like that, they don't like Gouda, then it is what it is. But I just, it I is think, what it is. I think Gouda is an amazing cheese. I'll also take, but cheese, please ask them what their favorite cheese is and why I need to know. I need to know if it's a Gruyere or a Pecorino or a blue or, or a goddamn or a goddamn, uh, Parmigiano. Yeah, I gotta know. I gotta know. So please ask them what yeah. I I when I'm back and, and everything is settled again, I want to have a wine and cheese night. And by wine, I mean we just bitch about shit while eating cheese. 
Okay, so WH. Okay, work. Wine. Okay, I got it. Please, I would love to. That sounds like a fucking here for it. I I'm a cheese connoisseur. I What's love your favorite cheese? cheese. What's your favorite? Nowadays, it's yeah. Manchego. Oh my god, the milk just just entered mm-hmm. entered my top region. I just I I feel it all filling out. That's hot. That's sexy. Um, thank you for that. We love to try to expand the Block Talk family here. Who do you want to hear an interview on Block Talk with in the future? Well, have you had Roque on? I have not had Roque on yet. You got to get Roque on here. You got right. to. You got we'll get to. Roque on. There's also, I mean, I think it'd be, she moved. She moved. She's not in New York City currently. But, That's fine. But I think as a former New York City girl, I think Sequoia Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be a fun because she's now like fucking tearing it down in Salt Lake. Like she's like the she queen is of, the queen of Salt Lake City. She's the queen of Salt Lake City. So um, I I I just miss her. So she's just on my mind. But um, she's amazing, funny. Um, Roque Sequoia. Have you had Keisha on? I have not had Keisha on. You should reach out to her. Get her on. I, I should try. I, I'll try to get Kijan. I've definitely try. tagged her many times because we've had a lot of tea times with her name in it. So we'll try to get Kijan. Yes. Kijan. Um, who else would I like to see on? Um, I'd like to see. Um, do you know who cracks me up? Egypt cracks me up. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she'll she'll be she's one of the cast members at um, at Fuego. Um on Thursday sometimes. So and and she's also a shady bitch. She's a shady bitch. Oh my god. Oh. Um, she'd be good. Um, who else would be good? Um, who's a dream guest for you? I mean, you a already dream had guest Kelly. for me. You had Cormac Kelly. Know, so like cross off. Um, listen, like now that I get to go to DragCon and get to interview so many drag race queens, it's really cool to do that. But there are still a lot, a lot, a lot of you know non-drag race queens that I'd love to have on. So. Yes, uh, yes. Like, like you should get like um. Oh my god, the I'd love to have parts. like a. a like Kevin, I want like a Jackie B. Jackie mm-hmm. B. Yes, like I want like a Jackie Beat or Sherry Vine, or maybe them together. That would be unhinged. Talk to Kiki. You could get Coco Peru up in here. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. She's got that Coco connection. But um, have you had Kiki on? Uh, Kiki was on when Kiki like started. So I mean, I have to. I should bring her back for a block talk back. Bring her back. She's like the bitch of New York City now. Bring her back. She sure is. She's that girl. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Okay. Um, on social, well, I, I like to say you can find me at the real Deborah Messing, which is not my handle. It's just it's a fantasy. Um, the real De- uh, Emmy winner, Deborah Messing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually find me <laughs> at Corma Kelly. That is at C O R M A. Also, I've been in bed this whole time, so I hope I hope my posture has not been one of um of an 86 year old throughout this whole thing but um you can find me hey, that's okay one. because no one will ever see the video just us yes. work 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 amazing oh this is all just i, I got you i got you um yeah sorry you can find me at corma kelly that is at c-o-r-m-a-k-e-l-l-e-y c-o-r-m-a-k-e-l-l-e-y that is c-o-r-m-a-k-e-l-e-y there we go. Cormac Kelly. Twitter, same. I tweet about my IBS a lot. I don't tweet a lot. I got to tweet more. Um, so I'll do that this year. But um, yeah, Cormac Kelly on, on all the socials. 
Well, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Michael. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. This is great. Thank you so much. 